Hey guys, this is Daniel. And this is Colton. Welcome to the first episode of our new podcast, No Artificial Ingredients, where the ingredients are never artificial. Never nope. artificial. They're all real. Can't have it. And we're going to do things in a bit of an unconventional way at first because we will introduce ourselves in the podcast and our philosophy behind it, but we're going to leave that for the next episode. And in this episode, we're going to hit the ground running and go right into an interview. Um, so the interview, it's going to be thematic because the podcast is going to have various themes. Um, the first of those themes uh, is going to be called America, the Land of Opportunity. And throughout that, we're going to have a bunch of people from a lot of different countries with am- am- amazing different perspectives. And we're so excited about that. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about you know just the, the opportunity in America, what makes America a land of opportunity, what what it's like here, what's the American experience. We're both very thankful to be um, from here. And there's, of course, it's not a perfect country, of course, but there is a lot to appreciate. And we, we want to hear what others appreciate about it as well. Yeah. And the first guest we have on, his name is Fred, the man, the myth, the legend. He is a Scandinavian mystery man, folks. Uh, great smile. Fun guy, amazing personality. So glad to have him on the show. Uh, wouldn't have anyone else as our first guest other than Fred, the mystery man. Yeah, and in Scandinavia, that's that's a long way from the United States of America, and there's a lot of differences. And we're just looking forward to hear him talk about what his experience has been, you know, crossing the Atlantic and um, and how it's been for him here. Yeah, you're about to meet Fred. Let's get this rolling, guys. So glad you're listening. Uh, I'm excited to learn. Colton's excited to learn. You guys are hopefully going to learn a lot throughout this podcast and this specific episode. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, Fred. Uh, so happy to have you on. It's the first one ever. Um, this is Fred, everyone. Uh, Fred, could you tell us a little about yourself, who you are as a person, maybe your age, what country you're from, anything that you find interesting? Sure, yeah, and thanks for having me. This is my first podcast ever, so it's ex- exciting, a little bit nervous. I don't really trust you guys with the questions that you're going to ask me, so uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm Frederick. I'm um, 27, about to tw- turn 28. I'm from Sweden, born and raised. Um, I, I've actually lived in the States before. I was an exchange student in high school um, for a year. So I'm, I'm not uh, completely unfamiliar with America uh, in general. But yeah, I born and raised in Sweden. Um, grew up in a Christian family. Uh, played a lot of ice hockey growing up. I, I, I usually say that ice hockey was my, was my first love. Um, and uh, yeah, um, finished high school and uh, went on to law school. It's, it's a little bit different in Sweden. You don't go through undergrad to go to law school. You go to law school straight out of high school. Huh. And uh, so I did law school for, and law school is four and a half years. So I did law school for one year, went to kind of a ministry school for a year. I took mm. a break from law school. Uh, it was kind of like a Bible college. Okay. Um, did that for a year, and then I finished law school, and uh, now I'm here. Mm. Um, do you want to know a little bit more why I'm here, maybe? Um, yeah, well, just my next question was, kind of the story of how and why you left the country that mm-hmm. was home to you for your practically entire life mm-hmm. and then 
traveled all the way to the United States of America? Like, mm-hmm. what what made you embark on this? Big Man, that's, that's such a big big question, and and I feel like I can go on about this for hours. Please uh, do. <laughs> Um, because it's got so many levels, I feel like there's so many reasons for why I'm here. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I could start with a more superficial uh, stuff. Um, I mean, growing up, um, you know, watching TV series, uh, being immersed in, in pop culture and all that, you know, everything kind of stems from America. So just growing up, I just thought that, wow, America mm-hmm. seems like a, like an interesting country, like a country I want to I go to and, and yeah. explore. Um, so uh, yeah, my I was intrigued uh, by the country in general. I I went and and uh, did the exchange here and really enjoyed my year. Uh, I was there. in Buffalo. Right? I was in Buffalo, yeah. Buffalo, New York, and I, I thought that was really cool as well. So when I started law school in Sweden, I found out about this opportunity that some foreign lawyers do uh, when they go to the U.S. and get an LM, uh, which is different than from the the first degree in law that is the JD. Uh, so you can do one year of law school in the U.S. and then you can take the bar and maybe practice law in the U.S. And I thought mm-hmm. that was that was the, that was perfect because I had this desire to go back to the U.S. and live in the U.S. experience, you know, uh, living in the U.S. and and kind of combine that, marry that with my um, my choice of career. Uh, so go to law school in the U.S. seemed like the perfect perfect fit for me uh, mm-hmm. for that reason. So that's that's kind of yeah you know just a general uh, reason for why I'm here. Uh, but I, I got a few other reasons as well. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a guy that's very interested in, in history, mm-hmm. in politics, in the uh, history of ideas. Cool. I think that's really cool. And um, the U.S., the, the, the freedom ideals that uh, the U.S. espouses and that the, this country is founded upon is very fascinating to me. It's something that I'm really interested in. in. Um, so that was another reason, being a guy that's very interested in civics, uh, coming to the U.S., experiencing everything that's going on here within the legal system and, and, and politics and all that. Uh, that was something that I was re- really, really intrigued by as well. Yeah. And, um, and apart from that, another reason why I wanted to come here as well is you got to understand Sweden is on, on one side of the extreme uh, when it comes to culture in, in general. Mm-hmm. Um, Sweden is very secular, okay. very individualistic, mm-hmm. okay. very a-religious. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not like that at all. Yeah. So I've so for a, for a great deal of time once I you know became aware you know uh, through the teenage years when you you know start developing your opinions and your values and everything you stand for I started to feel more and more alien. foreign and, and alien yeah. and, and like an alien in my own country I, like I didn't fit in mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. at the same time I'm st- I started to look more to the U.S. and what was going on here what, you know what kind of ideas that people had here and I felt like wow that's that's where I belong at least when it uh, comes to values and ideas uh, so that was that was also a reason to why I wanted to go here because I felt like I wanted to belong somewhere and I, I I didn't quite get that feeling when I was in Sweden and that's so that was also a reason just yeah something that drew me to the US mm. essentially uh, so yeah I guess I guess that sums up uh, pretty much uh, why I wanted to come here so what I'm hearing is um, kind of that identity and expression that you found within America it all goes ties back to um, the freedom of um, thought and being able to voice your opinion and what mm-hmm. you stand for. Um, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. And uh, what you gotta um, understand about Sweden too is uh, you think you are PC here in, in America, but <laughs> Sweden is a whole other level. Okay. Sweden is a very consensus-driven culture hmm. uh, where you're 
you're not you're not expected to and, and you should not um, stand out from from the crowd you're just supposed to uh, kind of adhere to the to um, the consensus culture the essentially the norms uh, that society um, espouses mm -hmm. and so that was also something that I, I felt like coming here because America is more black and white I guess in a sense People are not lukewarm here that I feel that people in Sweden are in the, in the same sense. Um, so that was also something that I was, I, sometimes I refer to it as the cowboy culture of, of America, <laughs> that people really know what they believe and they, people fall down on, on the extremes a little bit more here. And that's something mm. that I appreciate, uh, people actually standing up for what they believe. Mm. Whereas in Sweden, everyone is kind of, you know, um, trying to... I don't know, just just be in the middle and not offend anybody, mm -hmm. and that's something that I just get really frustrated with. with that people are so so um, complacent in Sweden, mm -hmm. and um, so that that was also a reason, I guess, uh, why I, I I wanted to come here and explore 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 this country. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, and your general experience when you got here, I know, and and you can include your experience in Buffalo as part mm -hmm. of this, but mm -hmm. just what was your general experience? Was it did it meet your expectations? Did it exceed it? Um, that's a great question. Um, so I, I guess I could, I, I guess I could divide it up a little bit yeah. between Buffalo and, and here. When okay. I got yeah. to Buffalo, it didn't. I had a great time there, but it didn't really meet my expectations. And I think part of it maybe had to do with, with you know personal stuff. I was I was eighteen back then. I'm mm -hmm. twenty eight soon. Yeah. I was a lot more shy there than I am here. So I was I was not as good at. Um, uh, making friends, I guess, mm -hmm. uh, but um, didn't meet my expectations. You know, one thing that I've found uh, about Americans is that um, you are very, you're very good at, at reaching out to to strangers, uh, to being very open, to be very friendly to people, and uh, so that that's been a thing that's been uh, easier, I guess, to make connections. Yeah. But uh, on the other hand, and I think it has a little bit to do with the language barrier as well, mm. is that. Sometimes I feel, even though it's, it's easier to connect on a more superficial level with Americans, I feel like it's harder to develop more deeper, uh, deeper relationships and deeper connections. I don't know what it's, maybe it's just a matter of time, maybe it's just a language thing, I don't know. But I feel like sometimes uh, it's, it, Americans are really good at, at, at putting up that facade of being very uh, superficially polite. Yeah. And you know, people ask you all the time, how are you, and you're supposed to. Uh, respond with yeah I'm good how are you yeah. and all that <laughs> good news uh, thanks uh, yeah yeah exactly. have a good day <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's it's harder to kind of go beneath that I, mm -hmm. I feel like Americans maybe have uh, fewer really close friends they have a lot they have uh, broader hmm. connections acquaintances yeah. I guess you could say but they have fewer friends that they actually let in hmm. on the yeah. inside and, and that's something that is a little bit different, I guess, compared to Sweden. Uh, I think Swedes in general have more friends that they have deeper connections with, but on the other hand, they may not have as many acquaintances in general. Huh. And, our, uh, and Swedes are, are generally a lot more withdrawn than, than Americans also. Mm -hmm. uh, we're not as, as friendly as I, I think you are. So I, I don't know if I'm answering your question right now. I feel like I'm, I'm going off here. Um, that's okay. Um, but definitely since I came here, uh, this place has met my expectations, exceeded my expectations, just in terms of uh, the education I'm receiving, the people I've meet, uh, you know, been, been meeting and, and getting to know. Um, so, so this place has been really great. So let's talk about that education, mm -hmm. uh, the educational experience. I understand that's a big driving force why you came to the U.S., uh, the land of opportunity, as we like to call it. Mm -hmm. um, what have been the differences 
between like a Swedish law because you were you were a practicing lawyer over there mm-hmm. and American law if you could name one or two or any interesting anomalies you found in the law system mm-hmm. uh, that's also a good question um, I find that um, if, if you look at okay so let, let's start with let's start with the uh, because I, I've, I've not practiced law here so let's start okay. with the law school experience yeah um, in law school here, you're, you're uh, expected to juggle a lot more things going on at the same time. Mm. Uh, in Sweden, we, we took one course at a time, oh. whereas here you take four, five, six classes at a time. That's wow. a big difference. Another thing, and this is a huge thing, I think, is that in, in Sweden, we weren't as focused on learning the law uh, by heart, like verbatim, knowing the rules, can, can, being able to recite the rules mm. verbatim without having any you know, textbook or anything in front of you. That was not how we uh, went about learning the law in Sweden. We all, uh, usually had kind of open book tests and all that, all that, whereas here I'm sitting with hundreds and hundreds of flashcards trying to remember things. And that's definitely something that's, that's a big difference. And I think it has to do with the fact he, uh, that uh, in the U.S. you have a licensing requirement to practice law. Not anyone can just go around and start giving legal advice here, right? Mm-hmm. You actually have to be licensed. And, actually, and in order to be licensed, you need to take a bar exam. And to take the bar exam, you need to know the rules verbatim because you're not you know, going to get to have a book in front of you when you take the test. In Sweden, it's completely different. Mm. Uh, there's, there's not a licensing requirement. There's not a, an attorney monopoly. Essentially, anyone can go out and say, hey, I'm a lawyer. Uh, you know, if you, if you want legal advice, come to me. Yeah. Really? And, and the market is, is actually expected to take care of that uh, more that, okay, people are going to find out sooner or later that you, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And uh, so we're not going to go to you for legal advice. And it's the same thing once you graduate law school, you don't take the bar exam straight out of high school or in law school. You have to work for, it used to be five years, now it's three years at a law firm before you can even take the bar. Um, so that's also, I guess, a reason for why uh, the, the way we're learning stuff is a little bit different. We don't, we don't need to know things by heart uh, yeah. in the same sense that the lawyers here do. That's um, interesting. Really so that's, interesting. And, and that, yeah, and that's kind of counterintuitive too, I think. And, if, because I mean, when you think of America, you think of a free market system, right. and it is a free market system. But you you also have, at least traditionally, a lot of regulations in this country, even mm-hmm. more regulations yeah. maybe in the European countries. And I think that's one example. Uh, another example is when it comes to the minimum wage, for for instance. Here mm-hmm. you have a, a, a mandated by law that you mm-hmm. can't you need to pay uh, somebody. This you know this is I don't know what the minimum wage is now seven seven twenty five seven twenty five yeah in, in Sweden we don't have that regulation that's that's essentially up to the yeah. the bargaining parties to to wow. agree on so that's also wow. a little bit a little bit counterintuitive uh, where the market is expected to take care of that whereas here it's regulated by law so um, so how do you feel when someone like um, Bernie Sanders mm-hmm. who is very very relevant right now mm-hmm. talks about how um, you know the Nordic countries are some socialist utopia when there's capitalist principles that even the United States mm-hmm. doesn't have anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, he is, um, he doesn't really know what he's talking about uh, to begin with. Um, and he, yeah, he, he tried, he tries to make Sweden, Denmark, the Scandinavian countries out to be countries that we're really not, we're not a socialist country. We have, we have a strong history of having a welfare state, of having a, um, yeah, a social democracy, I guess is what it's called. Um, uh, but but when you think about uh, socialism, you think about two things, right? You think about uh, the nationali- nationalizations of, of resources mm-hmm. and the redistribution of wealth. We have a lot of redistribution of wealth, but we do not have the nationalization of resources, which, which I mean, if you're a socialist, and that's what Bernie, Sa- Bernie Sanders says that he is, um, 
that, that doesn't really fit into that. And we're, and we're actually pretty strong market economies. Uh, so we're, we're not that socialist economy that he, that he tries um, to paint us uh, to be. Another thing that I think you need to think about when you compare the U.S. to Sweden, uh, I read a book uh, a year ago or so. It's called uh, Debunking Utopia. Uh, it's about it's, it's, it's geared towards an American audience just because of Bernie Sanders and uh, the arguments that he makes for turning essentially America into um, a, a new Sweden or a new Denmark. Hmm. Um, uh, I think its name is, uh, the author's name is Tino Sanandaji. Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. The, the point that he's making is that Sweden historically, we're not anymore, we're, we're moving uh, to become a more multicultural society, but historically hmm. we have been a very homogeneous, is that, a, is that a right, the correct word? Um, homogeneous. Homogeneous um, uh, country. Yeah. Uh, we, we don't have this diversity of cultures. Mm. We've been very, a very tightly knit uh, country, mm. a country that is uh, rooted in um, like uh, a Protestant, Protestant, mm -hmm. Protestant yeah. tradition, of mm -hmm. hard, hard-working um, tradition when everyone is expected to do their duty mm -hmm. and, and then uh, demand what they're entitled to. So, uh, in a country that's very, how do you say it again? Homogenous. Homogenous. Uh, having a large welfare state has worked there because people have not been taking advantage mm. of the system uh, as much. Mm. But if you try to apply that to a country, and keep in mind too, Sweden is really, I mean, we're just barely bigger than Virginia. Mm. Uh, sure. We're like 10 million people now. Uh, and, and that's the, the, the increase in population has largely been, largely been to, due to. Uh, immigration but so yeah so we, we've been kind of like a monoculture not very diverse and we've had this really uh, historical tradition of, of, of hard work mm. so uh, so in that sense it, it's been feasible to have a large welfare state and have a uh, state that's working that way now what we're seeing is it's not working out as well anymore because we're bringing in people from vastly, vastly different cultures with de vastly different norms uh, than we do and we start to see that the, the, uh, the system is being taken advantage of more and more and so I, I I just think that it's not you can't you can't take America and Sweden and and compare them just mm. next to each other because we're so different in terms of culture. Mm. And I think the the relevant relevant um, factor or parameter to to consider is okay. Let's let's compare how how are the Swedes that emigrated from uh, Sweden in the 1800s and the 1900s to America and now live in Iowa, Minnesota, Michigan. Compared to how are they doing compared to Swedes? In Sweden and their their cousins in Sweden. That's that's the relevant um, comparison. comparison to make. Mm. And what he found out that is that in terms of life expectancy, in, t in terms of earning potential, all of that, those Swedes and those uh, descendants in, in Minnesota and, and Michigan, they're doing a lot better mm. than Swedes are doing in Sweden. Mm. So that's that's what's relevant to compare. I think that, uh, that's so cool. Yeah. Mm. So that that kind of gets into what we wanted to talk about about culture, and we've mm. already we touched and hinted on this before. But my question for you is this. Um, there almost seems like a tension between you described Sweden as a very individualistic um, country, yet it seems like there there's also kind of a collectivist, tight-knit society. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It seems mm -hmm. like there's almost a dichotomy. Can mm -hmm. you expound yeah. on that? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, and that's yeah, that's, that's a really good uh, observation. Um, I think... I think a lot of a lot of it has to do with uh, the uh, the rise of, of social democracy or socialism in Sweden in the okay. beginning of the 1900s. Uh, we used to be a, a lot more of a religious uh, people than mm -hmm. we are now. 
but I think uh, with the introduction of, of the large welfare state, uh, people started to, I mean, I think, I think the, the, uh, the natural organic connections between people, between families, between communities, uh, those connections started to fade away as, as the welfare state became larger. Um, people started to depend more on government. Uh, government became more and more of, of a god in a sense. Uh, the, uh, people expected government to to be something that uh, would you know solve all our problems, and I I think that has uh, had a, a, a tremendous impact on on how Swedes interact with each other. I think mm. I think there, there's some statistics out there. I can't cite any source uh, okay. off off the top of my head, but uh, Swedes are considered one of the most like lonely people in the world like we're, we're very lonely in Sweden we have a wow. like a large large percentage of like single households in Sweden uh, and I, I think I think it, at least to, to an extent it has to do with the, the, the tradition we've had that uh, the government has so dissolved any dependency that we've had uh, on each other and we've essentially been able just to rely on government mm. uh, and that has sort of I guess disrupted um, our culture and our community. So, in, in that sense, we've become very individualistic. Yeah. Uh, it's become something frowned upon if you if you need to rely on your friends, on your neighbor, on your on your family, because government is always going to be there, you know. Um, mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, with this um, culture of, of social democracy and socialism, uh, instead we, we've had yeah we've had this collectivist. Um, collectivist, I, I guess, idea that everyone needs to chip in to, to the greater good to government. Mm. So I, I guess that's the best I can do right now with explaining. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really contradictory that we're individualistic in a sense, but we're very collectivist, collectivist as well. Uh, yeah, so, so that kind of ties into the opportunity mm -hmm. that is found in each, uh, but both Sweden and the U.S. So... Um, yeah, the opportunity in the U.S. Can you compare and contrast um, just the opportunity found in these respective countries? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think, to, to be completely honest with you, I, um, in Sweden we, we have this, um, we're, we're not expected to pay tuition for higher education. And okay. I think I just, based intuitively, when you hear that, okay, so Sweden has a lot more opportunity. Uh, because uh, you don't have to have a, a boatload of money or your parents do not need to be loaded in order for you to go to college. So I guess at, at least on a superficial level, that make it seems like, okay, so maybe there's more opportunity in Sweden yeah. uh, than there is in the U.S. Um, but at the same time, um, I feel like the, the ceiling, okay, so maybe, maybe the floor is, is lower in America mm -hmm. where it is in Sweden, but the ceiling is much more higher than okay. it is in, in mm -hmm. um, in, in, in America as well so it's it's a lot more up to you uh, you are much more um, like w what happens to you I think at least is, is much more due to your own um, performance and what you do with your life in America whereas in Sweden uh, you're not allowed because I think with freedom f freedom to success also by necessity needs to include freedom to fail mm -hmm. um, and in Sweden we're trying to take away the possibility of you to fail, but at the same time, when we do that, we take away uh, some of the opportunity to to prevail as, mm. as well. Um, That's really good. Thank you. Um, so, uh, yeah, so we have th we have this big, large institutions where, where people can go to college, but uh, people get a lot of useless degrees, um, and, and after they get those degrees that they quote unquote didn't pay for, 
the jobs really aren't out there uh, anyway, and the earning potentials aren't that high because of you know tax rates and and, and all of that. Um, so and 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 also and, and part of the reason why we have such high tax rates is because it's not considered. Um, if people are really successful in Sweden, people start to, you know, um, look down on you or like, it's not something that, you know, it's jealousy is a big thing in Sweden. And so they try to put you down by having high tax rates and, 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 um, Mm. uh, yeah. And, and stuff like that. Whereas in here, I I feel like success is encouraged, uh, to, uh, to, uh, to much larger, much larger extent. So, um, I think if you have the drive here, uh, and with all the scholarships that you got going, and you guys are so much better at uh, celeb- um, c- uh, celebrating people that are successful. Mm. And I just want uh, one example I can take of this. Uh, here in the law school here, every semester uh, we celebrate the students that got the best grades in, in each section um, um, uh, at the law school. By the way, congratulations. Yeah, we saw that you were uh, like top year of your class or something. Oh, thanks. Yeah. thanks. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, just one course. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is. But yeah, that, that was just so, such a, um, um, not a culture shock, but it's such a difference compared to how it is in Sweden because we, we, don't, we, we got nothing of that sort in Sweden where we celebrate people that are successful. Mm. We can't rejoice in the same extent with people that are successful. We, success there becomes uh, more of a, people are jealous of your success, whereas here people are inspired mm. by your success yeah. and look up to you and you know, want to work harder and also... Emulate. Yeah, uh, to, to become successful as well. So that I feel, I feel like in Sweden there's a really toxic, um, um, just yeah, just a very, I don't know how to put it, uh, toxic mindset when it comes to that. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas here, people are lifting each other up. People are uh, allowed to to succeed or fail mm-hmm. yeah. based on their own merits. Uh, yeah, and that, that's a big difference. And you, you know what I think that is? I think that if you trace back American history mm-hmm. to like the frontier, you know. Yep. And uh, going out west, cowboy culture, like cowboy Fred culture. Said, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's what we talked about um, earlier, and um, just the the drive to go out and explore mm-hmm. and kind of create. It was you know it's called manifest destiny. Yeah. for a reason. Yeah, and so I think that's echoed. Yeah, in yeah, exactly sure. what you're describing. Yeah, yeah, so, sure. that's so cool. Yeah, um, well, you know, I I wish we had another half an hour to keep talking, but we should probably wrap up at this point. Yeah. So it's been really great having you on our um, inaugural podcast. Um, yeah. Really appreciate your input and in your your insight into everything. Um, I learned a lot. Yeah, I didn't even expect to talk about the whole socialism thing and all that stuff. That's really very interesting. Yeah, it's and been fun. yeah, and you know, you've mentioned um, to me personally about how you know American law how it comes from British common law and how it's different than you know Swedish law, and that's a whole other. Mm-hmm topic that would be sure. great to talk about at some yeah. point but yeah we just we just appreciate you being on and um i have one more question yeah mm-hmm. how old are you again how old i am um 27 turning 28 all right folks so he's a practicing lawyer in sweden he's at the top of his class in oh, no. law school <laughs> 27 about to be 28 you look good for 28 <laughs> and <you. laughs> he is here uh or for our first podcast ever and we yeah. wouldn't we wouldn't we wouldn't want anyone else nope so I really appreciate it. Thank you, Brandon. Yeah, that's a wrap. Thank yeah. you very All right. much. All right. Thank you. Well, we hope you all enjoyed hearing from Fred. I know I sure learned a thing or two. I did as well. Yeah, you hear a lot from people about what it's like there versus here, and it's just so good to get a fresh take from someone who's truly experienced both worlds. Lived experience is great. Guys, 
There's a lot more where this came from. I'm so excited that you listened to the first ever episode. We're going to have a lot of people with fascinating stories. Come on, that's what this podcast is all about. Yeah, so stay tuned every week, and please feel free to give us some um, constructive feedback. To- <coughs> yeah. yeah, constructive. Constructive. I, I did say that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and yeah, and also feel free to subscribe. Guys, hit the subscribe subscribe button. Feel spontaneous, just hit that subscribe button. Spontaneity is the spice of life, as I like to say. All right. Fred, it was sweet having you on this podcast. All right, we'll see you all next week.